0: Now presenting this week's message. Speaking of uh, small things, big difference. Or little things, big difference. Uh, there's some uh, some of that going on in the D Samples family, uh, and I did not let you know last week, but I'm gonna be a grandpa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so way to go, Sarah and Evan. Yep. Small things make a big difference. And, you know, I, get, I really think that, you know, this verse it applies, and not just that, but in so many things. This is what uh, we were looking at last week. Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. And by the way, in July, hmm, the work will begin, you know, so. Uh, all right, so yeah as we were looking last week we began by allowing this kind of be our anchor verse uh, for this series and and what was going on in the setting here in Zechariah was that the the people uh, of Israel who had been um, often exiled were finally uh, allowed to come back and they had been now back in um, Jerusalem for uh, uh, quite a while, year after year after year, and yet because of their past, they were letting them uh, rob that of an expectation of what God is doing right now and what God wanted to do with them. They just kind of disqualified themselves, and yet uh, the prophet uh, and uh, Zechariah came and said, Listen. Don't, don't belittle, don't look down on this small stuff. God is going to make a big difference if you just simply obey what He's calling you to do. So small things uh, make a big difference. And so in this setting, uh, God was helping them to understand and eventually they were able to see it. Uh, what we talked about, you are building more than you see. They thought they were building a small, uh, downsized version of the temple, and yet God says, oh, this one will be even greater than the one before. Uh, so when God calls you to do something, just know this, you are building more than you see. Do that small thing, and that's what we're encouraged to do. And really our, our slogan or our, our thought for this whole series it is this. It is often the small things. That no one sees that result in the big things that everyone wants. So let God just kind of use that, and through the Spirit, just marinate that in your heart and your mind uh, as, as you face day after day. Now know that it's the small things, the small things that God is uh, doing in your life and through your faith and your family, whatever it may be, to encourage you for your benefit and also for His glory. Small things, big difference. Now when it comes to small things, the Bible has a whole lot to say, uh, and specifically in the passage that we're going to look at today, and it's in the book of James. And uh, as we come to James chapter 3, I just need to forewarn you to let, let you know that there's no way that any of us are going to get out of the room without being a little wounded today. Uh, James is going to confront us and, and remind us of why we celebrate and we sing hallelujah because of Jesus Christ. It is only through Him that we have any hope, only through Him that we have any chance of being able to experience transformation in our life. So here we're confronted with James as he talks about this very small thing. Uh, in our bodies. So if you would read along with me as we begin with verse 1. Not many of you should presume to be teachers, my brothers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. If anyone is never at fault in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to keep his whole body in check. When we put bits in the mouths of horses... A word of evil among parts of the body. A world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and creatures of the sea are being tamed and have been tamed by man, but no man can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse men who have been created and made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we just come before you today and we just thank you that you invite us to come and sit at your feet. We thank you for the promise of your presence among us because we come in your name. And Lord, I just pray that you just wrap your loving arms around each individual here today. Remind each of us how much uh, we are loved. Help us to see you. And all of your glory, Jesus, you high and lifted up. And, O Spirit, as you tug at our hearts and as you direct us to truth and to freedom. Lord, I just pray for, um, that every word uh, that, that we um, really receive today would not only go deep within our being, but, Lord, we would allow you to take and nourish us in such a way that we are more like Christ. Uh, we do reflect your glory to the world. And Lord, we experience uh, your freedom and your uh, hope in each and every uh, instance of our life. Thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for your word, even for a difficult word to remind us of just our great need for you. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so uh I don't know if they still do this. It's been a while since I've been in, in you know uh to the pediatrician or something. But I remember growing up and you'd go to your family doctor and all that, and then and, you know, while they were giving you the examination, they'd tell you to stick out your tongue. Remember that? You know, stick out your tongue. And it would always make you do what? Gag. Ah, but it'd make me gag. I don't know about you, but uh but uh you know that was the one occasion that I was permitted to stick out my tongue, <laughs> or else there would be other consequences. You um, know, I don't know if that was the case for you, but you know, sticking out your tongue wasn't a normal thing. But uh, it seemed to be that 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 was part of how the doctor was able to tell a whole lot about our health just by looking in our mouth. And as as we come to this particular passage today, as we're thinking about small things, big difference, uh, that is the case of James helping to remind us uh, that no matter how long you've been in this world, living on the face of this earth, no matter how long you've been uh, a follower of Jesus Christ, he is saying this, this one small thing carries with it enormous, enormous weight but it also reveals a whole lot about you and where you are in your relationship with God. So it's in chapter 2 that James tells us that our action and our, our work reveals our heart. He's the, the, he's the one that, uh, that comes alongside and says, Listen, if you're going to worship Jesus, it's not going to just be by talking, it's going to be action as well. And in in chapter 3, he's saying, not only do your actions and uh, works reveal your heart, but your words in chapter 3 reveal your heart. This helps you to see and understand what's really going on in your heart. I like what uh, Martin Luther says uh, in his statement. He says, be careful of the tongue. It is in a wet place and it's liable to slip. Anybody been there, done that? You know, be careful of the tongue. It's in a wet place and liable to slip. And and so we want to come and just see. All right, Lord, help me see uh, what my tongue says about me. What does your tongue say about you and about me? Now, rather than coming and feeling like we're going to get a beat down, uh, here's here's really some things through this passage that we see. Number one, it is through my tongue. It reminds me that I need forgiveness. Amen. You know, I need forgiveness. Verse two there on your outline and here on the screen. Indeed, we all make many mistakes for if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect. Uh, What this is saying in in this particular passage is is that when it comes to to each and every one of us, again, no matter your tenure and following with God, this 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 thing's an issue. And, and bottom line, none of us are perfect. We all fall. We, we, we mess up. We sin. And it says we need God's forgiveness. It keeps reminding us that I need God's forgiveness, that you need God's forgiveness. That's what James is really, uh, coming to the, uh, right out uh, of the block and right out of the gate, just saying, you know, nobody except Jesus Christ has succeeded in mastering the tongue. I know that there's a lot of encouragement, counsel. I was even looking on uh, Amazon and saw all these books on how to manage your mouth, taming your tongues, and all this kind of stuff. But bottom line, what he comes right out of the gate saying is, listen, this reminds me and you that our full, total dependence on everything in life comes from God. I need God's forgiveness. It keeps me there. I mean... uh, uh, even though this is something that you know we try to be encouragers and, and build up folks and things of that nature, especially among the body of Christ, I mean just this past week, I was reminded by one of my children, and i 'm not going to tell you which one they were that uh, I had said something that really that offended them and that that kind of hurt them. and I was going, "What?" And uh, I had no idea I did, you know just there and it's like, wow. Wow, we need to be careful. We need to be uh, thoughtful. We need to be deliberate when it comes to the words that we use. This is what that Proverbs, uh, the next verse there says: Thoughtless words can wound us as deep as deeply as any sword, but the wisely spoken words can heal. Hey, it doesn't have to be mean words. It can be thoughtless words. Just, just I'm not thinking. Uh, can can really. Uh, cut deeply so where's the application of this all right I need God's forgiveness so I just need to ask God Lord is there anything from my words my spoken words or my unspoken words these small things that Lord that that I just need to come and acknowledge confess before you and ask for your forgiveness but not only that but what about what about something that you've said to someone else Do you need to ask for their forgiveness? James immediately says, listen, we're not going to get it right. We're not perfect, uh, but we're in the process of being transformed in the image of Christ. But it just reminds us we need God and we need his forgiveness. Number two, it helps us. uh, It shows me this about me. I need God's supervision. You know. Again, we, we may just think we, you know, we've been trucking here in this world for a while and we can do it on our own, but no, I need God's supervision. Uh, James uh, 3, 3 says, when we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. I just saw uh this morning one of Felicia's uh close friends got she's a horse lover and she got her new horse. Do you see that? Uh and and I know that she's happy and her children are happy. You know that she's got this but uh you know you've seen you've seen these massive animals and how just that that gadget, that bit can turn the head uh, of that animal And I'm sure that James had experienced that. He had seen that, you know, especially among the Roman soldiers and uh, and those massive animals. But just to see how that one thing turns the whole animal. But not only does he use this, he goes on to point out this uh, ship and the rudder. Just a small rudder on the bottom of these massive ships and how they, no matter what the circumstances, no matter what the conditions are out there, can turn the ship. He's saying this small thing can turn things around in a massive and amazing way. And that's what the uh, writer of Proverbs says in the next verse here. He says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So it's really, as as we come uh, into the new year, I think God just wants to remind us that uh, we don't need to minimize our impact on the world around us. We don't need to think that it's not going to make any difference. He's saying right here, in your words, There's death and life and your words or maybe lack of words. There is a big difference that God wants to make through my life and your life. But I need God's forgiveness, but I also need God's supervision through the power of his Holy Spirit. So really, here's kind of an application for that. It's like, God, I just want to surrender my tongue every day when I get up. Just I want to surrender my tongue to you, give you control of my tongue. God, sanctify my tongue. I I don't know what your prayer is, but what our tongue, what your tongue says about you, what my tongue says about me is that, you know, I need God's forgiveness. I need God's supervision. I can't do it apart from him. Number three, I need God's power. I need God's power. James 3.8 just kind of locks in on that. It says, No human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Yuck. I mean, man. That's that's harsh stuff right there. In verse 6, he talks about uh, the tongue is always... um, it's a fire, a world of evil among the body parts. It also talks about how how that small fire can just destroy an entire forest. And it could be just a sharp word or a loose word or just a cutting word and how that impacts people around us. And God said, I want you to pay attention to what I'm talking about here. And he's very specific about where this comes from. Look at that verse. Look at that verse six again. It says it corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire and is itself set on fire by hell. So he's showing us right there what the true source of this fire is from the devil himself. He is always he's always at work to cause me and you to say things that's going to belittle people, that's going to demean people, that's going to hurt people, that's going to cause a, a lot of division and a lot of anguish. That's, that's, just, that's just his MO. He said this issue is one that comes from the result of Satan's prowling around in our life. So uh, that's where it is. Any of y'all been watching the, uh, the wildfires, the brush fires in Australia? Wow, man. Uh, have any of you seen the satellite view? You know, did you look at it from a satellite view? It is, it's devastating when you look and see uh, how many millions and millions of acres, you know, are, are burning up. Uh, it is absolutely devastating. And, and that just kind of gives us a little picture of, of what just our words. You go, oh, no, no, no. No, small things, big difference. Small things, big difference. And God wants to remind me and you. Uh, that it's the, his words to us. His, we used to sing about that growing up. His beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words of life. How that has made an eternal difference in your life, in my life, because of his word to us, his promise to us. Small words, big difference. It tells us uh, through this particular passage that, you know, our tongue shows my need for God's power. You, you grew up probably like I did, you know, with the phrase, loose lips sink ships. Say that fast five times in a row. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <clears throat> well, you know, it's really, it's really through this passage that God is reminding us that these loose lips and it's lips that are not under, <clears throat> under the Lordship of Jesus Christ sinks a whole lot more than just ships, you know. And we think about the devastation, how lives are destroyed, uh, how reputations are destroyed. How friendships are devastated, how families are devastated, how churches, how churches are destroyed simply because of the tongue. There's great power behind the tongue. And then we look at this, and James is addressing these issues here, and he's not talking about non-believers, he's talking to the believing folks. You know, he says, He said, brothers, brothers, he uses that phrase. Begin with me in verse uh, 8, verse 9. He said, with the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. Here it is. My brothers, this should not be. Can both fresh uh, water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers, can a fig tree bear olives or grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. He said, man, how can this be? If you know me, if you're a follower of mine, uh, then there there should be a recognizable difference in your speech and what you say and the words that you use. I, uh, I don't know about you, and probably you you don't get this as much as I do, given that I'm from L.A., Lower Alabama. But uh, you know, anytime I travel, anytime I travel, uh, it's uh, not very long before somebody says, "Where are you from?" And I go, and I know they're thinking, "I'm from Alabama," and I go, "Well, I'm from L.A." <laughs> and they go. Lower Alabama. And they go, oh, yeah, I knew it. You, you you know, your accent gives you away. You know, talk some more. I love that. old country draw and all that kind of stuff. And I say, shut up. And I say, oh, OK, I just sin. I need God's forgiveness because I was mean to him. And, you know, and so it just kind of gets rolling right there. But, you know, bottom line is this. It, you, you know that people's accent can can give away, you know, where they're from. My accent gives away where I'm from. But what and what Paul, I mean, what James is encouraging and exhorting us to do is this: Listen, your it's not your accent, but it's your content should give away. Not where you're from, but who you're from. Your content, and it may be the content of encouragement, or it may be the content of just not saying something when you could. He's going, man. how, How how can this be? He says, "No, we can't do it." He said, "We can't tame it ourselves, but it's Jesus here that really helps us to understand the Bible here that helps us understand that the tongue issues really is a heart issue. It starts in the heart. That's what Jesus said uh, over here. For the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. How many times have you said something? I didn't mean to say that. But bottom line is, hey, you know, I didn't, I didn't want you, I didn't want to face the consequences of saying that. He's saying, when we're when we're yakking." There's some, there is, it's flowing out of our heart. There, it may be an emotional moment or something like that, but he's saying, I just want you to allow your tongue to reveal what's going on in your heart. So it's just an opportunity for us to say, okay, God, you know, the, there's some issues here. Maybe I'm full of self or selfishness or self-dependency or self-sovereignty or self what What's going on? So the application when it comes to this is, you know, uh, I need God's power. It's like, God, show me my heart. Really show me what's going on. Why why am I negative, Nancy? You know, uh, why am I belittling? You know, why am I putting down? You know, why am I trying to flatter them? I mean, what's really going on? God, show me my heart. That's our prayer this morning. Jesus, help me see my heart. Because as as I reflect on my speech and my tongue and my words, I'm not sure that, that you're getting the full glory of that. He's saying, oh, yeah, you can go over there and you can sing songs of praise and, you know, all of that. But then he goes in, and then you go out and, and you use your words in a way to belittle people that God created. God, show me my heart. Show me what's going on in my life. Um, so here I want to give you a couple. Of, so this this is the that's the hard saying so as we're thinking about a small things, big difference, I want to just give you a couple of couple things, practical application, two small things that's going to allow there to be a big difference as we go through this next week. Will you try them with me? You don't know. I mean, I might. you don't know what I'm going to put up here. So. Okay, no, I think you should. Okay, here to, here's what we say. If I can't say something good, skip it. Now, I was reading this this last week. Uh, if I can't say something good, skip it. And, uh, you know, I grew up hearing, if you can't say something good, don't say anything at all. All right, We're just going to try to jog jog your brain a little bit, you know. Uh, If I can't say something good, skip it. Listen to this verse, Ephesians. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. That it may benefit those who listen. Now, now he's encouraging the church here. Paul is in, in Ephesians, but there is an application for our life, and and this is pretty convicting to me because I, I love to joke and kid around and all that kind of stuff. But he's saying it, it doesn't have to be violent. It doesn't have to be cursing. You know, he said, "Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth." But here's the clink, uh, the catch: but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. To their needs. How often do we say stuff, to, uh, say stuff just because it helps me meet my needs? He's saying this is the way it works. No, no, no. It's others minded according to their needs. So he's saying, how are you thinking, praying, considering how you can speak words of encouragement? How much time are you investing in thinking about other people and how you can build them up? rather than thinking about your own personal needs. If I can't say something good, skip it. But I like this other one, this other suggestion I was reading. It says, if I think of something good, say it. So I think he's addressing here, (laughs) you know, you can shut your mouth and and that be dishonoring to God. Yeah. It's not just what we say that gets us in trouble, but sometimes it's what we don't say. You know, God wants us to encourage one another. We see time and time again in His Word to encourage one another, to build one another up. How do you do that? By saying it. Uh, I like what one person says. It says, um, you know, gracious words, not gracious thoughts. You know, I, I may think a lot of good things about you, but if I don't tell you, you don't know. Gracious words are honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. If I think of something good, say it. Two things. Practicals. We think about our tongue and what our tongue says about us. Small things, big difference. I need to maybe lock it down if it's not good and beneficial to building one another up. But I also need to be very intentional about going and saying a word of encouragement. You know, uh, text message, uh, uh, best... Say it. Lock eyes with somebody and encourage them. Small things, big difference. In our world, words are huge, especially now in the day of social media. And God wants to raise me and you up as His followers to be the champion of the Word of life, Jesus Christ. Last last, uh, reminder each week, the master was full of praise. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling what? This small amount. That's what he, this, not a big deal, this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Start right there. That tiny tongue, give it to the Lord. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you for the opportunity that we have just to come and allow you to remind us of your amazing love for us, but also, Lord, just bring very practical of, Lord, you've given us these mouths, you've given us these tongues, but Lord, it's, it is a reflection of what you're doing in our lives and in our heart. Lord, I pray today that for each of us that we come and, and just surrender our tongues to you, but we know that that means we're surrendering our heart. You've invited us to love You with all of our heart and all of our soul and with all of our mind and strength. Do a great work, I pray, O Holy Spirit, in in our hearts this morning because we know then there will be an overflow of Your good grace and Your love and Your forgiveness and Your power and Your leadership. It will be an overflow through our speech, through our words of encouragement thank you for loving us thank you for giving us your word eternal word life giving words and may your word go deep within our spirit our heart today with your eyes bowed heads bowed and your eyes closed just take a moment and ask the Lord just to speak to you say Lord Lord uh, No matter if you've been distracted or just say, Lord, what do you want me to know about my words, my tongue, my mouth? Many of us, uh, as we're honest before the Lord, we just know, we have we know the destruction, we know the hurt, we know the pain because of our self-centered, careless, mean-spirited words. But we also praise You, Father God, that there is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in You. You're not condemning us, but You may be convicting us today that, just saying well, that we've been trying to control it and do it, and we've been living for self. Lord, today, I just pray for your cleansing and your forgiveness that we would just come before you, but also, Lord, that you would fill us with hope because of your reminders time and time again that you restore the years the locust beaten. God, You've you've brought to our mind and attention some relationships or some individuals, Lord, that um, because of our words, there's division. Because of our words, there's heartache. Lord, as we experience Your forgiveness, may You also bring restoration because of Your mercy and grace. Father, I pray also that You would speak Your beautiful, wonderful words into our heart and our mind right now, that there be opportunities for us to to speak a life-giving word that comes from You, to speak up when we're discouraged from speaking up about Your love and grace. bring to mind just maybe an individual that we need to go to seek forgiveness reconciliation maybe there's someone you'll bring to our mind that we need to go to to encourage them to share the good news Jesus with Holy Spirit speak to our hearts Thank you that you do rejoice in the small things and rejoice to see the work begin, begin in me, begin in us. First, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you'll find links to our social media accounts, We gather every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Tune in next week.